Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Good morning, faithful listeners. This is Jamie with the P40 Ministries podcast. Okay, apparently I'm not included anymore. <laughs> well, now that I'm inviting myself on, I'm just kind of taken over. Yes. So yes, I I can tell mine that, now. Yes, I can tell that my sister now is the host of this podcast. So I guess I'll see you guys all later. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Just up. You know what? Whether you're driving to work or just enjoying a cup of coffee cup of tea uh just enjoy yourself and yep we'll just yes she's taken over have a lot of fun today <laughs> and she's imitating me uh, uh slightly yeah. yeah so today we're gonna talk about exodus chapter 21 verses 28 through 36 and uh this is a kind of an odd passage of scripture but also a really interesting one that i think we're gonna get a lot of cool discussions out of my sister and I being on this podcast. Oh, and by the way, I'm Jen. <laughs> I didn't get introduced there at the beginning. They know you. They know you. Yeah, they know me. All right. So make sure to grab that cup of coffee and let's go ahead and start reading. As I always do, I will be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible this morning. If a bull gores a man or a woman to death, the bull shall surely be stoned, and its meat shall not be eaten, but the owner of the bull shall not be held responsible. But if the bull had a habit of goring in the past, and this has been testified to its owner, and he has not kept it in, but it has killed a man or a woman, the bull shall be stoned, and its owner shall also be put to death. If a ransom is imposed on him, then he shall give for the redemption of his life whatever is imposed, whether it has gored a son or has gored a daughter. According to this judgment, it shall be done to him. If the bull gores a male servant or a female servant, 30 shekels of silver shall be given to their master, and the ox shall be stoned. If a man opens a pit, or if a man digs a pit and doesn't cover it, and the bull or a donkey falls into it, the owner of the pit shall make it good. He shall give money to its owner, and the dead animal shall be his. If one man's bull injures another's so that it dies, then they shall sell the live bull and divide its price, and they shall also divide the dead animal. Or if it is known that the bull was in the habit of goring in the past, and its owner has not kept it in, he shall surely pay bull for bull, and the dead animal shall be his own. So this is basically talking about controlling your bull, <laughs> this entire passage of scripture. And uh, back then, bulls would have been a huge commodity for Israelite people because this would have been a work animal and it would have been a very expensive work animal that they would have taken out in the fields to help them plow fields and different things like that. Is that correct? I would think that um, that would be very common to have a bull since it was, you know, an agricultural community. And, you know, if you were wealthy, you'd probably have many, 
and maybe not everyone had one, of course, in, in the cities and everything, but these were so much more common since a lot of us live in the city or in subdivisions. But back then, I mean, this was very normal. And I do have some neighbors with bulls now, but you know, they'll have a fence broken down and it's a big, like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? The bull got out. Or, you know, I had a friend um, tell me a couple of years ago, she's like, I walked up to my kitchen window and there was a bull standing right next to it. And our neighbor's <laughs> fence broke down. So, I mean, it's still applicable, but um, only usually if you live in a farming community now, whereas back then. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I feel like horses are much more common now and far less aggressive animals. But back then, horses were kind of like an Egyptian thing because we do see that the Egyptians had horses. So it was more of like a, um, I would say like a much more expensive animal to own and probably less or used far less in fields than a bull would be. Right. I would guess. Yeah. And even today, I mean, a bull would be... Um that strength and also, you know, for stock, how, how good of an animal for breeding would it be? So, you right. know, they would have that as well. And it's also a clean animal according to God. So it would be, I mean, that would be tons of food if, if you killed a bull and divided it among family or sold some of that meat, that'd be a huge, huge asset. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of benefits to having one. Yes tons of benefits but it says that uh, basically this is talking about if a bull decides to gore people so it says that uh, if a bull gores a man or a woman to death it shall be stoned so I think that's interesting right there that the bull should be stoned so back then they didn't have guns right and if a bull was considered to be a very aggressive animal you wouldn't want to get close to it to kill it because otherwise you might die if the bull goes crazy and decides to like start flailing at you. So stoning was back then a way to kill something from a farther distance. Right. Especially if it was behind a pen or something. So if this animal was very aggressive, God is saying, don't get close to this animal. You know, kill it from a distance. Yeah. But also on top of that, it does say that the meat should not be eaten in that case. If, if and only if the bull is aggressive and kills a person. So this is only under that circumstance. So if a bull does gore a person to death, at that point, that bull shouldn't even be touched in a sense. It should just be basically, I think, buried at that point, like just not even eaten. Uh, it should not be divided up. Because imagine if, imagine if an animal killed a loved one of yours and the person who like had that animal was just like profiting off of that animal's meat like that would be pretty like crappy I think or or even if they were like oh yeah here's some meat you know here's like 12 pounds of meat for you to smoke be like what yeah what? this just killed my I, husband I think yeah it, I I really think that's one of the things that stands out in the beginning of this passage the most to me is don't eat it because you I mean, just like we said, that would be a huge um, feast. You could probably feed many families and um, they're not even supposed to do that. And it, I think that that talks to how serious the matter is and that it's, you're not going to do that. Right, right, exactly. And you can't profit off of the animal either by selling it. Right. So the, yeah, so the animal should just be 
in a sense, disgraced, I suppose, because it killed a person and at that point buried. And so it says that, um, but the owner of the bull should not be held responsible only in that case if the bull has not had any aggressive tendencies before. And then at this point, if it did kill somebody but showed no signs of aggression, that is what God is talking about right here. But it says here that if the bull had a habit of goring in the past and the owner knew about it, it says that uh, the owner at this point has a huge responsibility to keep that bull penned up in in the proper kind of pen. Exactly. So, of course, the animals have histories and you would know, but if you didn't know, or you know what this reminds me of? Have you ever read the story of Ferdinand? <laughs> I, th- I think I have because you told me about it and it sounded pretty familiar. <laughs> but, okay, so it's by Monroe Leaf and it's my daughter loves this book. It's in black and white. So cute. Illustrations are adorable. But this bull, he doesn't want to fight like all of his little, you know, friends. He just wants to sit and smell flowers. But then he accidentally gets stung by a bee and goes crazy and everybody thinks he's crazy. So we're talking about like if you have Ferdinand as your bull and he's just so like gentle. I don't, I don't think there is a bull like that. I mean, this is fiction, but he doesn't have aggression, but then all of a sudden he gets stung by a bee and he like goes crazy and gores someone, you know, you're not held responsible because that animal was gentle or you thought that that creature was not a harm. And so you're not held responsible for that. But then if you know that this animal repeatedly just is an aggressive, crazy animal, Uh, You need to take precautions with that. Yes, but it doesn't say that you need to kill this animal. It it just says take take measures to pen this animal up in the proper way to make sure that it's not going to um, hurt somebody or kill someone. It says here that if the owner doesn't do this and the bull is just like free to do whatever it wants and it ends up killing somebody... God is going to place all the responsibility on the owner of that animal because the owner knew about it and he didn't keep his bull penned up and now it's going off killing people. So the bull would have at this point killed somebody and God places huge responsibility on the owner so that not only should the bull get killed, but also the owner shall be put to death. It says, it doesn't matter if it has killed a man or a woman, is what it says. The bull shall be stoned, and the owner shall also be put to death. But it says here that the owner doesn't necessarily have to be put to death if one of the uh, survivors of the loved one, so the person who died, if the person accepts money instead for that person's life, that can be a, um, it's like a ransom, or like paying bail, it kind of seems like. So it says that the uh, there could be a ransom also, but that's to the choice of the person who survives the uh, person who died, the family member. So it, it depends. That's up to the discretion of the person who, I don't know. And this is all done in court. I, I do want to mention that. <laughs> is that. Yeah, this isn't the Wild West here. It's not, you know, you're the judge jury executioner yes no no. (laughs) this is an order this is orderly and yes yeah it it is interesting how quickly 
in history, God puts the court system in place. Like, this is very organized and very early on and very civilized, if you think about it. Because back then, who would have thought to have like a court system in ancient Egypt, practically? I mean, there probably really wasn't much in place when it comes to stuff like that. Maybe a little bit. But like the king would have, you know, the pharaoh would have been the only court system, I would guess. But like God now is putting judges in place. And I don't even know if he's putting a jury in place or not. I haven't read that yet, but he's putting judges in place so that they can decide. And there's a there's a court system going on that God puts in place. Exactly. Here. Yeah. And it's it's not something that um, is just up to the discretion of somebody who wants revenge. Um, it's brought before others who see what happened. Like, was this was this an accident? What measures were taken? Is this person taking responsibility for their own actions. Of course, God would have been the head of all this. <laughs> and since Moses was the leader and he had full authority and was talking to God, because you have to remember God is now speaking to Moses, all of these rules. If something else was put into place that the people weren't quite sure how to rule on, then they could go to God and God would talk to Moses and be like, oh, okay, this is what happened in that situation. So this is all very, very organized. But, um, so it says that there could be a ransom placed on this man's life instead of him being killed. So then at that point, that person would have to not only kill the bull, but would have to pay the family members, the surviving family members, whatever amount was decided on for that person's life. Yeah. So this was just a little bit of grace. And, yeah. you know, this is what this is how serious it is. This is what needs to happen. And this is the basically the foundation of, of these are just principles that we're setting down, but you don't have to ask for that man's life. You, you, it's not, yes, he's going to die, but there's grace set in place there and you will get compensation as well. But then it kind of switches here in verses 31 and 32. This is talking about only if the animal gores somebody, but not necessarily kills them. So it says that if the bull ends up goring a son or a daughter, according to this judgment, it shall be done to him. So I wonder if that's just kind of up to the to the to the judges. It kind of sounds like what's going to happen to that person and to the animal. But I would guess the animal would still have to die at, at this point. So it says that, yeah, this is just if the animal gores somebody's son or daughter. Can you imagine how horrible that would be if I mean this bull just decides to gore a child because a child wanders into the field or something oh I I can't even imagine yeah it would be yeah that'd be terrible yes yeah it would be serious but I mean this bull doesn't necessarily kill the kid but it does say that if it just gores it something has to be done there has to be some sort of penalty in place for the owner and for the bull but it says here that if a if a bull gores a male or a female servant 30 shekels of silver should be given to their master and the ox should be stoned. So this is more of God putting protective measures in place for servants. Wow. Yeah. So if a, let's say a servant gets gored, not necessarily killed by a bull, it does say that their life has to be paid. And I think it's interesting because the 30 shekels of silver, I think would have been 
what I think slaves or something would have been considered back in these days, because that's what Jesus was also sold for. So it says that the 30 shekels of silver shall be given to their master. And this is like almost like the, the person who owns the bull is buying the slave's life. Like it's, I think it's almost like a redemption. It kind of sounds like. Well, yeah. And maybe that. It seems to me like, okay, so say your servant gets gored by this guy's bull or whatever, and then he's useful. And then I don't know, what if he's out of commission for three months because of this goring? And so basically he's giving you that payment. Like, okay, uh, maybe it's the harvest. You have to get this uh, grain in. You have to do what you need to do or you're not going to finish your farming for that year. There's some payment there to help with that loss as well because that servant would be out of commission. Yes. For how long? Who knows how long? Right, exactly. And it says that at this point also the ox should be killed, should be stoned. So it's even, I mean, remember what Jamie and I said the other day is that the servant, like God is not a respecter of persons, which means God does not play favorites. So if this servant gets hurt, it's still important for the person who owned the bull to make sure that this servant is protected. And like God is putting measures in place to protect these servants to make sure that they're going to be okay. And that the employer, (laughs) the employer is going to make sure that their servant is taken care of. Exactly. I'm thinking about this here and it is talking about taking the life of a human at, you know, the beginning of this passage. And then it talks about just goring them, but it's not specifically saying killing. It specifically said killing there, but it's saying that this animal has a history of goring. So I'm wondering if that history is just aggressiveness towards other bulls or other animals that it would gore, but not kill. Um, so what, in what case would it not be put to death? Maybe if it, injured another animal. Yeah, injured. That's what I'm kind of thinking. Yeah, because it does say, I mean, that's a good segue into the next part because it, it does say that uh, protection against animals as well. It does say that, uh, yes. yeah. So right here in verses um, 35, I'm going to skip 33 and 34 for a second. It says, if a man's bull injures another's so that it dies. So this is talking about if a bull, like two bulls <laughs> get into a fight And, um, or not, I don't even know if they get into a fight, but the bull injures another person's bull so that it dies. It says they will sell the live bull and divide its price. So the, the owner has to, at this point, basically divide his bull with the other person, but they don't have to kill it. They just have to sell it to somebody else and divide the price of whatever they get for that bull. And, um... And uh, also divide the dead animal. But I think at this point they can eat the meat. Right. Because if it was a quick death like that and they found it, I mean, assuming that they found it quickly. Yeah. But you also have hides and different ways that you can use the animal. So it wasn't a total loss for either party, but it was still helping helping the one that had the lost animal um, get some type of payment. And it was more of a loss for the... uh, the guy that had the live bull, I would say, because he has to sell his bull. And now he's not going to get the the full bull anymore, which is probably more helpful than the price of the half of a bull. 
I would guess. Right. So I do think that this is favoring a little bit more towards the person who had his bull killed. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and it says that they should divide the dead animal. So, I mean, it could be meat, it could be the hide, it could be anything, or they could choose to sell it. So, um, here's, oh, and here's what Jamie was just talking about here in verse 36. If it, sa- it says that if, the, if it is known that the bull is in the habit of goring and the owner has not kept it in, he shall surely pay bull for bull and the dead animal shall be his own. So he's kind of like, uh, you break it, you buy it. <laughs> and that's what really verse 33 is about too. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Exactly. And I laughed at this. I actually had to I had to re-record during this portion when I was reading this because I laughed so hard that the the owner just has to keep the dead animal. <laughs> I mean, I, that's not super funny, but I was just laughing <laughs> at this particular thing that God puts in place because it says that um, here in verse 33, if a man opens a pit or if the man digs a pit and doesn't cover it, and a bull or a donkey falls into it, the owner of the pit shall make it good. Yeah. So he has to he has to basically buy the dead animal yeah, and you, off of the person. You know what's so interesting about this whole passage and a lot of the law is that, you know, we have insurance. We buy car insurance. We buy renter's insurance. We buy this insurance and that insurance. But there wasn't any of that put in place. So what happens yeah. when you lose something like this? What happens if you know, something injures another person that you owned. Um, This is basically just insurance. And the whole thing is just so just fascinating because this was the stuff that they had at the time. And it's showing that love for other people. It's showing how you are supposed to care for others. Yeah, you can have a bull, you know, the risks and the risks are really clear here that, you know, if your bull kills someone and you didn't do anything about it, you didn't seem to care. Um, you are going to pay with your life. This is really serious. It's a, it's a deep warning and it's just so interesting that God would show us how to do that. And even how we take that in to perspective in our own lives now, like for example, with swimming pools, you show love to other people by putting a fence around your pool or putting a special cover, you know, depending on the laws of your community. And you can have something, obviously, to enjoy and to benefit your family, but you must take the proper precaution so that it doesn't harm another person. And that is rooted in your love for God and your love for other people. And that is what the whole law hinges on. And that is so clear, even though we're talking about bulls, which I I don't know, maybe a lot of your listeners own own their own bulls. I don't, I don't know a lot of people that do some. So, but it still applies to our life today. Yes. So interesting. And I think the biggest way it could apply nowadays, if you think about it, is kind of with just your animals in general. For example, like dogs, like (laughs) my dog uh, the older he gets, the more grouchy he's getting. <laughs> it's true. He's he's, he's just a little, a little old man. Yeah, he's yeah. a little grouchy old guy. But he's he's adorable and he's super gentle and friendly with our family. But for example, like when Evelyn, my niece, Jamie's daughter, comes over, 
I have to be careful because he doesn't care for Evelyn very much because Evelyn's a little girl and she gets hyper sometimes. He's not used to yeah, that. He was no. never around children. No, he never yeah. was. So I have to be careful and make sure that he is not going to bite her. Like I have to put those extra precautions in place that, you know, Evelyn doesn't go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that precaution. That you no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But that basically Bandit does not decide to just bite her out of nowhere because Evelyn's a little girl and she does get crazy sometimes, but that doesn't mean my dog can just bite her. So I have to I have to put that precaution in place. And same with my college and career group. There's one kid in my college and career group that Bandit just does not care for. And I have to make sure that Bandit doesn't bite him because Bandit has snapped at him before. And I have to make sure that, I mean, he's never bitten him, but I have to make sure that Bandit is not going to bite at somebody because that is protecting the other person and also protecting my own animal as well. I mean, it, it goes both ways. I mean, it, I think that's the best way that we can really uh, apply this nowadays is just make sure that your animals, if they do have tendencies towards aggression, like my dog does sometimes, that they're not going to bite somebody or hurt somebody because God places more importance on the life of a person because a person was made in God's image. God places more importance on that than on an animal. Though God does have compassion towards other people's animals, because it does say here that he does. I mean, there's precautions put in place if an animal hurts another person's animal. We do have to remember that as well, that God doesn't hate animals or anything stupid like that. Because actually, I was reading the book of Jonah recently, and the one thing I thought that was kind of cool that God says, I mean, the whole book is really cool, but um, God specifically says that he isn't going to destroy Nineveh because... Not only does he have compassion on the people, but he does mention that he has compassion on the animals there in Nineveh as well. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah like all these people and many cattle. Yeah, it's yeah, very interesting. Yes. So yes, I mean God does have compassion towards animals. So I don't think that we need to look at the law and just read it like haphazardly and not think about what God is saying here. Right when he's. Yes, when he's putting these kinds of precautions in place. No. This is very fair. It is very fair, and it's loving. And even the book of Proverbs say, says that righteous people regard the lives of their animals. We are to take care of them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's that's all part of this. You're, you're supposed to take care of these animals, that they have the proper fencing, and um, that this is not going to happen. And that also protects the other people. And that is our main goal that we're loving God. We're, we're loving others. And that is part of this. Yes. Everything can be, I always say everything can be summed up in the law by three ways. It's for, <laughs> first it's love God. That is the main one. Secondly, it's love others. And the third one I believe is protect yourself. Hmm. I think those are the three ways that the law can really be summed up. And, uh, I mean, that really is everything God puts in place. It's either, you know, hygiene for yourself, love for other people, or love for God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is just more that um, I think that the law does need to be studied and looked at. 
and see what God's main goal was for this. And Jamie is absolutely right. It's just consideration of other people, consideration of other people's animals, consideration of your own animal and your workers and whoever else might be living under your home as well. It's not just me, 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 me. I only have to look out for myself. But this is everything about this is looking out for other people. Exactly. And then thinking about it and saying, not that, oh, why do I have to do this? This is so harsh, but realizing what provision God has given to us. So yeah, it's all about looking out for that consideration of your neighbor, but also obeying and trusting God that, okay, you have given this to me and it's good. There might be some work that's done. There's responsibility, but it's for our good. It's for our benefit and we worship God because he Mm -hmm. is so understanding and good towards us that he would take the time to explain this to us so that we can have interactions with people and enjoy life. And also to um, not only have interactions with other people, but to grow closer to God too. Yes. (laughs) This is how we live that holy life that God talks about. So friends and faithful listeners, this was Exodus chapter 21 verses 28 through 36. Thank you for joining uh, and tuning into this episode with my sister and I. So Jamie, thanks once again for coming on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I do appreciate it. Yes. And she will be hopefully coming on a little bit more often. Uh, I love doing stuff with my sister. We're best friends practically. Yeah. We don't get to see each other as much as we'd like to. So it's fun to, you know get on zoom and just have some fun and talk about the bible together it's like a bible study for us that's great but anyway uh thank you so much for tuning in friends and faithful listeners and if you liked this episode please rate it five stars and share it on your social media platforms and also join in on monday for another episode out of exodus chapter uh, 22 we'll be moving on and we are halfway done with exodus by the way we're almost done with exodus isn't that crazy So we will be very close to um, done with Exodus and we'll be moving on to the actual law, Leviticus, very, very shortly. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless. Please enjoy this blooper reel. Um, This is basically just insurance. Hold on a second. Did I specific? Hold on a second. Okay, so it says, man, I'm going to have a lot of editing to do. (laughs) I know. Sorry, it's a disaster. Good morning, faithful. Nope. Good morning, faithful. I can't even say it. Faithful listener. Faithful, faithful listener. Why would you choose that? It's like a blah, 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 blah.